It's time for Lake Hits Happenings on Lake Hits 95, a Lake City public service program brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services. Here's Bruce Carlstrom. Good morning. Welcome once again to Lake Hits Happenings. Each and every Friday at this time, we bring you somebody important. We talk about things that are going on in the greater Lake City area. And we're going to talk about the weather today because we've really had some interesting weather incidents going on. Our guest today is Rob Keene. He is the city administrator for the city of Lake City. And Rob, let's go back and talk about the weather because last Friday, a week ago, we were faced with storms that came with warnings. How does the city prepare for that? Well, it's been interesting these last few years to see how the weather has varied. We've had a really warm winter up to the last few weeks, and then all of a sudden Friday we realized we were going to wind up with up to a foot of snow. As we look at that, we want to make sure we've got our crews available because we're going to be plowing and salting to ensure we don't get ice build up. And a big thing too is to remember that if we get a snowfall over four inches, it's really important that you get your vehicle off the street so we can get a good plow job done on the street so that people can travel safely. If you don't get the car off the street, you may get ticketed, you may get towed. So it's important that folks help our crews help them get the streets cleared. Now, I remember, Rob, living in some communities where they had things called snow emergency routes, and those were no parking any time that it basically snowed. Maybe they were the downtown areas. And I believe at some point in time, even in Lake City, that even if it was four inches of snow, you weren't automatically going to get your car ticketed and towed. But that four inches is a pretty big marker now, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we are using. One of the nice things about social media these days is when we issue a snow emergency, there are a lot of different ways you can find out about it. You can sign up for our Code Red, which gives you all the alerts coming from the city regarding that and uh, weather situations in general. And we'll get the information out about when you need to move your cars through that system, through social media like Facebook. Police department is usually really good about getting the word out on their Facebook page. And we just want people to be informed. The last thing we want to do is have to ticket folks. We just just want to get those roads cleared. Well, we want to get the roads cleared, and certainly it takes longer to plow if you have to plow around a lot of cars. And uh, living in one of those towns where you could leave your car on the street in the snowstorm, it wasn't really the easiest thing to get it unshoveled after the plow had plowed around you, too. So do watch for that. If you need information as to how to get enrolled on the text messaging or whatever, you can probably get that information directly from City Hall. Absolutely, or our police department. They're more than happy to get people enrolled because it helps us. We had about 12 inches of snow, depending on where you were. You uh, live up in Frontenac, and you said you had a little bit more than a foot. Yeah, it's probably closer to 13, 14 inches. Might have been a little wind involved in that, but it's amazing how it varies in this small area. Okay, now I've been here for quite a long time, and I've seen a lot of snowstorms. And on Friday, a week ago, it was curious to me when I woke up on Saturday morning, my residential area had not been plowed, and quite often it is quite early in the morning. I thought about it, and I said, well, you know, they probably realize Bruce doesn't work on the radio on Saturdays, and they figured that I could sleep in. <laughs> but I'm sure there's probably some more reasoning that goes on as to decide who gets plowed first. Tell us about that. You know, a lot of it depends on when does the snow arrive and when does it hit that point where we really need to start focusing on getting it off the road. One of the things that we want to make sure is that we get our downtown, our business areas cleared out so that business can resume as normal or as much as possible. You may still have some piles out there that will get subsequently cleared and trucked out, but just to make sure the roads downtown are open, we also focus on those main thoroughfares through town, the collector roads, the arterial streets through town, and then 
After that, we're also looking at the residential neighborhoods. So it does follow a bit of a pattern. We want to make sure businesses can keep doing business and also uh, get to the residential areas as soon as we can. Well, and I certainly want to point out that the street crew here in Lake City is just top-notch. I love them. They do a great job. If it weren't for them, I think most of us would have a lot more to complain about in our lives these days. Now, the only thing I could suggest is if they raise their plow when they come to my house after I've done my driveway, but I imagine if they did that (laughs) to everyone, it would take a lot of time and cost a lot of money. So I will take care of plowing out my driveway more than once because they do a wonderful job. Thank you, Bruce. It was on Wednesday night. We had some other weather issues. And talk about living in Minnesota and having temperatures change. We went from like 35 degrees to 60 degrees and then back down yesterday to more snow. Didn't amount to a whole lot, but more snow and cold weather and a lot of blowing. So it's been a weather roller coaster. Now, that storm on Wednesday night was also something that was predicted ahead of time. And the city and the emergency services people must have had some planning in place for that. Yeah, it was interesting. The way that storm developed, two days prior, we knew we were going to get some weather. The day of, it had changed fairly drastically, and we realized we were in for some seriously strong winds with some potential tornadoes. And as many people probably already know, we haven't had a tornado in December in Minnesota on record. Until Wednesday night. Until Wednesday night. When it wasn't very far from here in Plainview. Exactly. We had a tornado warning for Wabasha County. A tornado touched down near Plainview, and we uh, activated our emergency operations center for Wabasha County. Thankfully, I will say that the damage, at least to the Lake City area, was minimal, and we were able to maintain power to the community with several outages, but nothing sustained, like some of our neighbors have experienced. Now, you live in Frontenac, and you were telling me that yesterday morning you were just excited because you got a text message. So our power went out in Frontenac at about just after midnight and came on just after 10 o'clock. So long enough to start getting cold in the house. One of the happier texts I've gotten, and just a reminder that it's really nice here in Lake City to have electric crews locally that can address the issues quickly. You know, Rob, I moved to Lake City in 1985, and I lived for many years right across from the substation on uh, South 10th Street. And I always said that I was the first one to know when the power was going to go out because the substation at that time was not quite what it is today. And there might be a bright flash followed by a little bit of a boom or a crackle. And about 10 seconds later, the power would go out. We don't see that much anymore. I know this isn't something that people tend to think about a lot, at least not until your power goes out, but we've been making investments in our electric infrastructure over the years. So improvements to that 10th Street substation, adding some additional capacity and redundancy with the Underwood substation near the new police department. Those are the types of things that allow us to provide consistent power to the community in the event of emergency or should the experience you had when you were growing up across from the power station occur we can then shift over to the new station and allow allow that power to come through there and distribute it that way these are the things that we've been doing and really allow us to provide a better level of service to the community and our customers and safety is of course important but another thing that's going on is that we have manufacturers in town that are running 24 hours a day seven days a week and when they lose their power 
power, that is a real inconvenience and a costly event. It's imperative that we are able to provide for them. And that's one of the reasons why we've made the investments. Obviously, the residential customers benefit as well, but it's really important that we take care of our large manufacturers and their needs in those 24-hour shifts. And you mentioned that Lake City does, in fact, own a part of the utility. We buy our power. Outside of that, the rest of it is the city. So our utility crews, the distribution lines, the substations, all of that is owned by the city. It's maintained by the city. We just purchase the power from Simpa, and then we take care of the rest. And actually, you're part owner of Simpa, too. But you do have some control over getting the repairs done. And we're not knocking the other communities that use other power companies. They do a great job, too. But it does give us some actual control over uh, getting things done. And they do a good job. We should give a shout-out to uh, Bruce Walrick and Scott Jensen, who deal with the, the streets and everything else. Uh, and, and Tom power. Kahinka. Tom Kahinka and uh, his crew in the electric side are the ones who handle these outages and these issues as they come up. And that electric crew does a great job. And I, I would just like to throw a shout-out to them as well. Keep up the good work, folks. What do you have going on in 2022? You know, we had the mayor here last week, and we talked about all kinds of things going on at City Hall. So we've talked out the levy, and we've talked taxes and things like that. What's on your list for 2022? Well, thank you for getting me off the hook for talking about levies and taxes. Really what we're looking forward to in 2022 is we are going to put the finishing touches on the Ahuda Beach project, putting the bathroom facility out to bid here shortly for that again, hoping for a more favorable bid environment than we had when we did it in July last year. We are looking at operating as per usual. I know we've had some issues with COVID in the past. We were at full operation this year. It worked well, and that is our plan for the upcoming year. So the pool, Hoaxala Park, all of the amenities that we we missed when COVID shut them down, we had them open last year. We're, we're planning on having them open again. So, you know, one of our big issues, and I, uh, candidly, I think everybody's dealing with this, is these amenities are staffed by seasonal workers. We love our seasonal workers and those that we've worked with in the past, we would love to see come back. So if you or anybody you know is looking for some seasonal work this this summer, we have positions for you. Or if the radio station called me out of the blue and said, Bruce, we don't need you anymore, I could perhaps try to put on my bathing suit and try to be a lifeguard. Absolutely. That would probably drive people away from the pool rather than to bring them in. Well, Rob, it's always good to have you here. We'll plan on having you back next year for Lake Hits Happenings. And I want to encourage everybody to tune in to Lake Hits Happenings next week. It'll be Christmas Eve day, and we will devote the show to... A little bit of Christmas, and we'll talk about the schedule of events for Christmas services at churches in the Lake City area. Thank you for listening to Lake Hits Happenings. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for joining Lake Hits Happenings, brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services on Lake Hits 95.